0: hey everybody welcome to the midnight fright cast episode number 29 have we lost anybody are you still out there can you hear us we are here we are back it's been a while how long has it been
1: uh, I think it's like we're at four four weeks four or five weeks it was the week right before the Oscars. So, whenever that was. That would have been, like,
0: I think, the first week of like February. February. <laughs> it's been, been a minute. We've been gone for a while. And I yeah. apologize for that. However, we have not been gone in vain. We have actually been really freaking busy. Really busy. In front of me, and the only one down here <laughs> yeah. in the basement studio is Josh. We're alive, we exist. <laughs> For now, anyways. I am your host, Greg, the movie guy, and we are here for episode 29 of the Midnight Fright cast. Josh, why have we been gone?
1: Well, first, let's acknowledge that we're missing our. Our um, our partners. So there's only two of us. So we're gonna apologize, I guess, in advance. I apologize for, for nothing. They're dead to me. They can't the, be here. Just the two of us. I'm totally um, kidding. Just the two <laughs> of us are the only voices you're gonna hear for the next little bit. So Patrick's off building a set for Tom. Yes. And Tom is off directing a show at the Haymarket Theater. Um, opens here soon. Um, I just got an invite for that. I think it's like April 26 at the Haymarket Theater, they're doing noises off.
0: We'll, we'll, so there's that plug. We'll, we'll get that, yeah, we'll get that officially firmed out here yeah. at some point, but uh, <laughs> yes. Um, they, have really, that. they have
1: a really great cast and it's a really good show. So mm-hmm. that's where they are. They're they're off because they're super busy and yeah. you know, I had nothing going on. So um, <laughs> cool. so I just sit in front of this mic and hang out with Greg for a bit. We figured we'd podcast. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we've been, uh, well, we were busy a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. Um. Because we went out and uh, pulled the old cameras out and uh, decided to fire off a brand new short um, that kind of has a name, but I don't like the name, so I'm not going to say the name. Okay. Because the name may change or it should change. The names will change to protect the innocent. Yeah. I like that. To protect the film. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But uh it was a really good time. It it lives in like five years ago, and I know that seems a really it's a really long time, but we shot a movie called Remission. Mm-hmm. And during that uh uh filming, uh friends of ours shot a a a a short in that same universe called Beneath the Compound. And um I uh because uh I I never let anything die ever, um, and I had nothing uh really new to write decided to dive back into said universe and write like a prequel to the prequel to the prequel.
0: Could you consider beneath the compound a prequel though? Because technically it happened in the exact same time no, as it's remission before
1: Joseph shows up. Okay. So, but
0: okay. Okay. But that being said, because remission follows Joseph before he shows up to the compound. Therefore, technically, it does happen during remission.
1: Remission starts with Joseph before he gets to the compound. Exactly. So So, if if
0: Beneath the Compound happened before Joseph shows up to the compound and remission starts before Joseph shows up to the compound, do you see where I'm getting here? I kind of get it. Okay. (laughs)
1: Either way, way, we're going with prequel. All right. So um, this is kind of um, – I I decided to dive back into a universe that I'm actually – a pretty big fan of I like I love those characters and um, and the experience that uh, we had because Greg was on that set I um, that
0: was on for one day
1: okay well you were still there um, <laughs> was one of the best filming experiences I've ever had really so um, and I've had a handful but that was really in there right so uh, again I I, I will review I was happy to revisit that universe Write a little, uh, you know, ditty before that stuff went down. And uh, we had a really, really, really good cast. A couple girls we'd never worked with. Mm -hmm. Um, Raquel was, like, awesome. Uh, We had never worked with her, Raquel Rowanhurst. I probably fucked that up, but... We apologize, Raquel. And then uh, another one, uh, Erin, we had never worked with. Mm And she was fantastic. And then we had some... Uh, girls that just haven't learned and they don't know any better. So they came out and worked with us again. Um, Megan Lee Higgins came out and she's like the best ever. And um, uh, Crystal Milani, who was in Remission, um, came back out and she played a really, really important part in this. So, anyway, we had a really good cast. Um, it was a really fun shoot. Uh, we did our own effects and patrick worked like super hard for many weeks on all these effects and um uh it was not uh it was not something that i would never do again um Mm -hmm. because it was a learning experience right and um i would never patrick might Punch me in the face later, but I would never say that we would not do that again because again we learned something and we tried some new stuff and it was a it was a good fucking time. So uh, we haven't. I think I'm the only one that's seen the footage so far. Um, so hopefully we uh, get a chance to go back in and check some of that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so what do you think, Greg?
0: I you know I I feel like with every. New, and I feel like we say this every time, but yeah. that's kind of our our kind of our goal when we get to these t- sort of things. Is with every new shoot that we do, we we kind of push ourselves a little bit further. And I feel like a, we pushed ourselves considerably this time, especially with doing. Uh, makeup and effects mm-hmm. because that's not in our wheelhouse. Not and at all. Gigantic shout out to Patrick because yeah, he's huge. he's a he's a marvel with whatever he does yeah. and he did a fantastic job with everything. Love everything that he does. We're just we're glad to have him as a part of our yeah. crew. Um, I think the coolest thing about that and Josh knows that I hate shooting in that house because every time we try to shoot something we end up shooting in that stupid house. We actually and it's only the
1: third time we've shot in there. Is it four? I couldn't name the four.
0: But uh, go ahead. Um we actually I feel like we actually utilized the house to its fullest. Yeah. which was really cool. Um the the house that we've used has is slowly I don't want to say deteriorating, but it's slowly being deconstructed yeah. to then be remodeled. And so we caught it in a really really bare bones Good stage. literal stage. Yeah. Um all that was up were studs. And so we got to use a lot of the uh
1: <laughs> we weren't the only studs in the house. <laughs> Sorry
0: Want <laughs> <laughs> want yep um, we got to use a lot of the the different stud placements and the shadows and uh, that, I think that was one of the other cool things that we did was we utilized flashlights as our primary source Shot of lighting in
1: complete darkness
0: which was difficult coming yeah. from a cinematography standpoint sitting or shooting in complete darkness is very very difficult to do so using the flashlights really gave it kind of an interesting ambiance. And I'm I'm intrigued to see how it turns out on the, the editing side. But um you know, I, I feel like we, we did really well for ourselves. Our I know one of our goals was to make sure we had everybody out of there at a decent time mm-hmm. and still get all of our stuff done. And we did that. Yeah. I was I was very grateful because uh, one of the nights, so the second night I had to drive back home to Omaha. Yeah. Fortunately the first night I didn't have to go very far. But um I was I was grateful that we we weren't pulling the the two three o'clock in the morning bit anymore. No, so um, really really good shoot, and uh, like I said, I'm just I'm excited to see uh, how it turns out. Yeah,
1: one of my favorite things too is I like to mm-hmm. um, I'm a big fan of getting under Greg's skin. Um, so yeah. I, write <laughs> the, I like to write little things and every little thing that we do that uh, references a short we did a while back um, that I will never ever let go of. Um, so, um, there's a little nod to a, a short we did called Emily in there. And, um, the, one of the best things I thought was getting the reaction from Greg when he finally figured out that there's a line of dialogue that referenced that short. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's just a little things like that. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, I had, I had, I had fun. So awesome. awesome. That's where We've been, that's, that's where we've been. And, uh, hopefully we have another shoot coming up here. Version. soon we, we have to
0: yes we have to i'm i've got a a film school project that needs to be shot and i'm i'm working on the pre-production and i really i need to get my button gear because we're we're cutting down the days and mm-hmm. i've i have till the end of april or excuse me the end of may to get that uh pre-production shot and cut mm-hmm. to uh, i guess it doesn't have to be perfect standards but, but at least once i get it shot if i can get something cut i can turn yeah. that in and i'll take a c minus and
1: <laughs> Take a a C, my. That'll
0: that'll that'll tarnish my perfect 4.0 GPA at this point. Yeah. Darn. But so yes, that uh, that will be happening here fairly fairly soon. Yeah,
1: and then just you know, hopefully we'll we've talked about just keeping it the shooting consistent because last year we talked about um, how few how far between we went shooting. And, right. Uh, just uh, trying not to fall back into that. To that. Um, that rhythm again. So, yeah, um that's where we've been, um in case you all wondered. <laughs> that's where we've been. Um yeah, what are we moving on to, Greg?
0: So, our next segment in the episode 29 where we come back from the dead is our trailer segment. Yeah. Josh and I watched a uh, a trailer here. I'm just going to put my phone down. I'm trying to figure out how to do Facebook Live and I'm not intelligent. Oh, so. I don't want a
1: Facebook Live where we are right now anyway.
0: Oh, good call. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I think if we went this way, it'd be kind of
1: cool. Uh, that way would be better than the other way. I don't want to try um, to figure
0: it out. I should have looked that up beforehand. That was my cool. fault. Anyway, we're moving on. Um, um, we, we watched a trailer from a movie that's coming out. I didn't catch when it was coming out. Did you?
1: Um, No. Okay. I, to yeah. me, I don't fucking care.
0: Fair. Um, it's a, a movie that's coming out in the, the next probably couple months. I assume it'll probably come out during either Shark Week, whenever that is, or it will come out... Uh, in the Hollywood blockbuster segment of the season. We watched the trailer Josh August has got 10th. August oh wow, later than I thought it so was. So
1: it's, it's a minute. <laughs> it's
0: yeah, we got a waste of wait. It's a trailer for a movie called
1: The Meg. 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 Do you want to read the uh Yes do I synopsis? do. I, I really right
0: really kinda do. I haven't done La Fontaine in a yeah, long time.
1: Read that synopsis. <clears throat>
0: After escaping an attack by what he claims was a seventy-foot shark, Jonas Taylor must confront his fears and save to save those trapped in a sunken submersible,
1: the Meg. Yeah, um, that, tr-
0: that that synopsis really kind of makes it sound stupid. Yeah,
1: that's a terrible. That's <laughs> a terrible IMDb write-up, really. To be honest with you, um, but thoughts. Let's do positive negative because there's two different like.
0: There, there are. I when I first <laughs> saw this trailer, I, I was I was excited because it looks entertaining. It it looks like a very popcorn type movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's not something that is is going to completely blow you out of the water, but you'll go. You'll... <laughs> blow you out of the water. Ah, pun intended. Um, it it'll it'll entertain you you'll you'll go and you'll enjoy and you'll go on with your life and better things will happen and you'll think hey remember that time i watched the meg and oh i can barely remember it 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 looks entertaining as a movie in itself Mm -hmm. um one negative i don't like the jason statham casting
1: yeah it should have been the rock or something (laughs) oh my god
0: actually probably should have but Uh... I, i feel like jason statham and this this pun is intended is a fish out of water.
1: Oh uh, yeah, up top. high five up top. <laughs> uh, can, yeah, go ahead, you keep know, yeah, uh, No, if if it's a big monster movie, it should star the Rock. That should just be a general <laughs> Hollywood rule now, like Rampage and <laughs>
0: Jumanji. Jumanji.
1: <laughs> just anything with a giant monster, just say call the Rock and give us one hundred fifty million dollars. <laughs> Um, I was excited about this movie when Eli Roth was attached to it. Oh. Um I feel like it would have been a completely different movie. Um, Eli Roth fought, uh, uh, fought for the uh, R rating and the original uh, big budget that it was supposed to have. And when he uh, didn't get all that, he was like, fuck you guys. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. I don't need this. I can make a different one. Um, and then he made a kid's Horror movie, it's kind of fun, um, but uh, I just I don't I don't get excited for shark. The last shark movie I think I got excited for was Forty Seven Meters Down. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm I'm kind of over shark films like uh, um, like this. I don't buy it. It's like to me, the realism of it is just not. A, it's it's gonna take me out of that movie. Mm-hmm. That's what it's gonna do. I'm gonna see this giant shark and go, all right. I don't care anymore because that's just not a thing. Forty-seven meters down, the shallows, stuff like that, st- like uh, stuff that can like really, like events that can really happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I will buy that, um, but this megalodon, I can't say it. Megalodon, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I can't. So, I don't. I just don't. I don't. I can't get into it.
0: So, so let me ask you this because you saw uh, the piranha. You saw piranha. I've when seen you, piranha. Okay. What was your what were your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, (laughs) more positive than the Meg, but I mean, to to me the uh, Piranha is is uh, is different than like it doesn't take itself seriously. It's campy. It's it's campy. It's super camp. It's like watching zombievers. It's just like (laughs) it's just fun, and you know, I that that's the kind of thing. Like, yeah, it takes me out of it, but then it takes me out of it and go, I can have a bunch of fun with this. That's not a movie. Uh, the Meg's not the same situation.
0: And and that's, that's probably where I'm going to agree with you. And that's why I don't like the Jason Statham casting, because I feel like he's going to bring too much seriousness to yeah. this. And yeah, I agree. I, f- I feel like they're going for a more serious tone, like uh, 47 Meters Down, like uh, The Shallows. And... In this instance this this movie should be more like a uh I don't want to reference it but it's the only one I can think of like a Sharknado.
1: Yeah, if it was The Expendables versus The Meg, I would watch that movie.
0: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. cuz
1: at least you got a bunch of like 80s blow up stars that's going to like right. blow a bunch of shit up and and throw out one-liners. I can get behind that. But this I just can't. I, I get I won't it. Be able to do it. No,
0: and and I, I completely get that. And I think I'm I'm going in with like the lowest possible level that this thing is gonna have. Yeah. Because if if the CG looks anything like the trailer does, I think it's gonna look pretty friggin' cool.
1: Yeah. I but, mean that opening sequence, that opening shot on the trailer, like when the, the it first comes into view and shit, that um, I was like, okay, this is kinda cool. Right. After that, I was like
0: it, you and, kinda lose it. Yeah, okay. and I and I completely understand that. And that, that kinda leads me to another positive thought of this is uh whatever character rain wilson is playing
1: yeah that's yep
0: that one they got right yeah. Take jason statham out of it completely i i don't want to see jason statham going all transporter on yep. a fucking 90 mm-hmm. foot shark I, I don't think so. That's replace
1: no. reshoot it. Replace Jason Statham with a rock, and I might go see it. Yeah. I
0: you probably, I'd probably get on board with that, but <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I I will probably go and see it, or I'll catch it when it comes out to Netflix or something yeah. there of the like. Just because I think it looks pretty cool. Save it for like a, a Tuesday, yeah. Friday, or five day five. Wow. Five dollar Tuesday yeah. movie night, or something like that. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I chase horror like crazy. I will not be chasing the Meg. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay. And hopefully, later on, the Meg will not be chasing me. <laughs>
0: it's we we live in Nebraska. <laughs> That's if There's true. a Meg in Nebraska. I just, I'm done. I'm just I quit.
1: <laughs> in Holmes Lake. <laughs> in Holmes Lake.
0: Okay. <laughs> the Meg in Holmes Lake. Before before they drained it and cleaned out all the nuclear. Voice, then yeah, I would agree with you.
1: <laughs> uh, actually, the Meg might be the size of Holmes Lake.
0: That is very true. Very very true. All right, Joshua, what have you been watching?
1: You know, it's going to be a really quick segment, so y'all might be happy. I've because got four. I only got a couple things on there, and it's got like, uh, well, maybe you should start since you got four, and I have to look something up anyway.
0: Okay, I will start. Um, I, I recently started a new a new job. Um and it's kind of taken me out of being able to watch movies. Not that I'm watching movies at work anymore. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Um, I've just been, I've been very, very busy with a lot of different things between that, between doing some videography stuff and school and everything. I just, I have not been able to like sit down and legitimately watch movies or even TV shows really. Um, so this last week, Things kind of finally started to let up a little bit, and I've been able to kind of take a look into uh, Netflix and see anything that's new that's come out or to take a look at uh, things that are on my queue that I've been wanting to watch. And I came across a show that I've started. I haven't watched anything further past, like, the third episode, I believe. But it's a, a TV show that looks very interesting. And I'm, I'm going to show my nerd side a little bit here. You're a nerd. I'm a nerd. Uh, I love Greek mythology, I, I find Greek mythology absolutely fascinating. I don't know why. Gigantic nerd. I don't care. I will own it. There's a show that came out on Netflix called Troy, Fall of a City. And it's a TV series, or it's a series on Netflix, that follows the character of Paris from the Greek mythology story by Homer, The uh, I think it was the Iliad. <clears throat> um, yeah. So just that and you know if you if you saw the movie Troy uh, you know the Paris character was played by Orlando Bloom so imagine that except 14 years later uh done a lot grittier which i appreciate um yeah it's just it's it's been a good uh, a good show so far i feel like it's following a little bit closer to the actual mythology and the uh the the story of the Iliad and i just i i've liked it so far So, Troy, Fall of a City.
1: Okay, cool. Um, Yeah. So, I've heard about and uh, and, uh, chased down a couple of movies. One was on um, Netflix and one was on Mm -hmm. Amazon? Question mark? It was on Amazon. Amazon? Amazon. It was probably Amazon. (laughs) Anyway. um, So, on Netflix, uh, there's a movie on there called The Vault. Mm -hmm. And I avoided it. I had it in my queue for a while, and I avoided it because I was like, oh, I guess I got James Franco, and I don't fucking care. But I was like, uh, I was bored one night, and I didn't have anything else to watch. So uh pulled the trigger on uh, the movie, and uh, I'll, it's very little James Franco, so I was kind of okay with it. And um, it's, uh, yeah, it's called The Vault. It's about uh, a group of um, bank robbers that uh, they break into a bank and uh lock everybody in that is there and uh they they break into um they break into the vault to get all the money and everything out and they discover that there's no money in these vaults when they uh the main vault when they open it and um James Franco uh his character um tells them oh this is not the vault you want the vault that you want is in the basement that's the vault with all the money um, this is how you get to it he gives them you know all these directions how to get into it all this stuff how to break into it whatever and so they go oh duh this is what we're here for I want the money so they they go to this vault in the break into the in the basement and then that's where all the shit just like breaks loose mm-hmm. and um it reminds me of I think I told you this too it reminds me it's got the same feel. Of this movie that we've talked about a lot, called um, Last Shift. Yes. Once they break into the, once they get into the basement, and they uh, they they break into this vault, that is where, just the whole feel of the movie just shifts, mm-hmm. and you get this nice like little creepy vibe to it, and. Uh, um, they got a couple like crossing storylines they do some flashbacks something happened in this bank before um uh this this basement's got a history so uh it, it's a really good watch if if you like these like uh supernatural kind of like um that's uh, supernatural i guess type movies um uh then the vault is a definite chase um uh, so I love last shift. Mm-hmm. Um it was not as good as that, but it's definitely um definitely in that same uh that wheelhouse. So it's probably I,
0: better than some of the stuff that's on Netflix. Oh right by now. far.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, but the the Francesca uh, Francisca Eastwood is uh the daughter of Clint Eastwood, and Ooh. she leads the cast, and she's I had never I had no idea who she was. Um she's fantastic okay. in, uh in, in the movie. So and I brought her up because I'm going to go into the second movie and then you can wrap this up. Okay. Because she's connected to both the movies I watched. Okay. She's also in a movie I watched called MFA. Um, that's on Amazon Prime. And she's the lead in that. And uh, she plays a, uh, an art student that uh, gets invited to a house party one night by a fellow art student and is raped. Ah, yeah. And uh, she goes to the school to report uh, said incident And discovers that uh, the counselor woman that she's reporting this to likes to turn um, these kind of incidences into the victim's fault and does not actually record any incidences that have happened Mm -hmm. on this campus. And because nothing is done to the guy that um, uh, she is accusing, she decides to take matters into her own hands uh, not only, uh, just to him, but she hunts down all the other incidences that have happened on campus and then hunts down all those guys as well. Mm-hmm. So she becomes this like, um, um, I don't know if I want to call it a rape revenge movie, but it's, it's a brutal, brutal movie. Okay. And, uh, gave me the same feel of kind of something that we wrote, um, that we have not shot yet. But, uh, after I watched this movie, I was like, oh my God, uh, we need to pull that out of the, uh script vote and, uh, and take another look. Okay. Cause it could be, uh, brutal and fun. So, uh, that's the one. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but both those movies, uh, chase them both cause they're both fantastic. Okay. And she is really, really good. Okay. So, good to know. Yeah.
0: Francesca Eastwood is her name. Yes.
1: Yes. That yes. is it.
0: Francesca Eastwood. Okay. Um, I will, I've got three more here. I'll just knock them out here really quick. Um, in my my search of uh, new stuff to watch on Netflix, I came across a uh, a sitcom, a Netflix original sitcom that one of my friends had recommended, and wanted to give it a shot because I don't currently have um, any shows that I'm cycling through right now. They keep taking all of my shows off of freaking Netflix. Is
1: The Office and Friends gone?
0: Office is still there, but I've I've been through that. Friends is still there. I've been through that. I just finished my next round with Parks and Recreation. <laughs> They're wow. phenomenal shows, but I, I need something new. I need to find something yeah. new. So just uh kind of looking through and I came across this show called One Day at a Time, which is interesting. It's it's very sitcom style, uh very, very campy, very corny. There's some decent episodes in it. Um it's it's not bad for a uh a late night, just kinda wanna sit there and yeah. watch something. Watch. Yeah. You don't have to really be too into it to really kind of know what's going on. Yeah. So definitely appreciate that. Um, what was it? Friday night, I had an evening to myself, um, and I came across a movie that I hadn't seen in a long time. and I I find it weird that I keep falling back to these types of movies when I'm really super bored. And they're those types of movies that are just so terrible, they're entertaining. And I don't know why that is. What was it? It was a movie called Employee of the Month.
1: Oh is that the one with uh uh Matt Dillon? No. Nope. Oh, is it the one with uh Dane, Dane Cook? Cook? Oh, you poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> one of those is a good movie.
0: It wasn't this one.
1: <laughs> no, actually
0: I I don't know why I enjoy this movie so much. I I think and I've actually I have a a blog post coming out about this. Um probably this no it'll probably be next week. Um I I think I enjoy it so much because it feels like it's This like something like this could really exist. Like there, there are actually people out there who love their job so much that they, they just thrive upon being named the employee of the month. And, you know, there are some embellishments, obviously, because why would you want to watch somebody's boring life of winning the employee of the month? Um, but it's 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 stupidly entertaining. It's the same thing that I said about uh, Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. Stupidly entertaining. It's not a movie you have to be like fully invested in to really and understand what's going on or enjoy it. But there's there's good characters. Dane Cook I find funny. Dak Shepard is hysterical. Jessica Simpson looks nice. Yeah. And the uh, you know Harlan Williams is in there. Andy Dick is in there. Uh, Brian George does a really good job. This is just a, it's a really good cast, and it's 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 entertaining.
1: It sounds like it'd be like have the same feel as. Um, did you ever have you ever checked out the show Superstore? I
0: I think I've heard of Superstore. I've it's never seen really it though. It's really fucking
1: good. Yeah, and if you like kind of that kind of film, um, and it's it's a little. I feel like it's a little improvvy. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, uh, but it's got this improv-y kind of feel to it. Uh, I would check out Superstore store because it's, it's, I didn't think I was going to get into it. Um, it's, it's really, really funny though. Okay. I'll definitely
0: have to check that out. And I, you know, I I, I, I do like Dane cook as an actor. I feel like he's, he's, he's a good comedian. And I feel like he's carried that over into the acting realm And he can really pull off some decent roles Yeah um, He was in a movie called Good Luck Chuck with Jessica Alba
1: He's kind of fallen off the map a little bit He
0: went, me? yeah, he went like bye for. for well, a-
1: After he got caught stealing all the uh, Louis C. K's material I think he went bust
0: Oh, he was Jack and Louis C. K's material? <laughs> oh
1: the Louis C.K., who, you know, has his own problems But um, <laughs> <laughs> he on his show Louis, uh, they referenced all the I mean, Dan Cook came on it uh uh he, he starred on the here he went cameoed on the show as himself. Uh-huh. And they had a whole like back and forth episode about how Dan Cook was stealing his material.
0: Oh really? Yeah.
1: Oh. So Interesting. Yeah.
0: Okay. I didn't know that. It's too bad, isn't it? That is too bad. Um even still I think he's done some good stuff. Yeah. Um so, I like Dan Cook. Uh so yeah, watched uh watched Employee of the Month and then Saturday night, uh Emily and I had some time to chill and she wanted to watch a movie and because i've dragged her and made her watch more movies than i can care to imagine i Mm kind of had to let her pick one
1: yeah
0: she uh she picked the movie bad moms
1: oh yeah okay yeah
0: which i i never really had an interest in seeing only because i i feel like everybody's going into this like bad santa horrible bosses bad moms let's let's focus or bad teacher let's focus on people being terrible at what they what they should be good at and I wasn't totally in, in interested, but again, I, I kinda mm-hmm. have to let her pick yeah. a few movies from totally here on. So um, but I really appreciated it was a great cast, you know, Mel Kunis did yep. a great job. I love Kristen Bell. Yep. Catherine Hahn is hysterical. Uh Christina Applegate actually plays a really decent antagonist. Yeah. Um it was a decent movie. It was a very decent movie. I was yeah, very you check
1: out Bad Mom's Christmas. That's on the radar, I think. <laughs> Question. Mark. Uh, so I, yeah,
0: that's uh, that's kind of what has been in my wheelhouse. Yeah.
1: I owe Elizabeth like twelve movies. So
0: <laughs> that seems oddly specific.
1: I've taken her to a lot of movies that she's like kicking and screaming, and then you know, yeah, she's like, "All oh, right, gotta pick the next one," and then you, then you take uh, her to another yep. one. Yep. <laughs> so uh, I uh, I am in debt quite a bit fair enough so let's hit our feature film for the night
0: drum roll waiting for somebody to pull up the synopsis so i can read it in don Fontaine voice
1: oh i didn't know you're waiting for no me. i've
0: actually got it on my phone but i cool. can't
1: it's right here <laughs> i've got it too oh cool
0: all right we both watched the movie recently released as a was it this friday Last Friday.
1: It came out a week ago.
0: week ago. So yeah. it's, st- it's still pretty fresh in the game. Yeah. A Quiet Place. Yes. A Quiet Place. Yes. A family is forced to live in silence while hiding from creatures that hunt by sound. Rating 8.1 out of 10 on Instagram. A Metascore of 82. And the tomato meter reads... Reads...
1: 95. Thank you. Sorry. I, I can't I... read upside down. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> 95 on the tomato meter. Yeah. This movie is getting a lot of good press. Yeah. it It's... Deservedly so. Wow. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah.
1: So, um, <clears throat> let's just break it down and try to... Maybe we'll try to do spoiler free as much as possible because it is a week old...
0: Um, you I, know, I, I think we can do, I think we can do this movie spoiler free. Yeah. I think there's one piece in it that really is the big spoiler part, but it's, yeah. it's the rest of the movie we can talk about and you're not going to, it's not going to give anything away. No, way.
1: it won't give, it shouldn't <laughs> kill anything. <laughs> wah, um, wah. Uh, <laughs> um, so let's talk about, uh, John Krasinski first. Because that's how you say his yes. name, correct? Okay. I thought I fucked that up, and I was like, I'm going to look really stupid, and I don't care. Um, let's talk about John Krasinski first, because he was the writer, the director, and the st- – why did you stand up?
0: I'm standing up because I want to talk about John Krasinski. Okay, cool. I'm excited to talk about John the Krasinski. the star
1: of this movie, um, although – a ensemble movie, so I guess you can't really say a star because it really was an ensemble cast, mm-hmm. um, John Krasinski was the uh, the standout kind of. So since Greg is standing up, um, I'm, I'm going to let Greg just I am go. standing
0: up because John Krasinski is one of the standout characters, Okay. only because I absolutely love John Krasinski. I have loved him since I saw him in The Office. He's a phenomenal actor. He's been doing some phenomenal work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen him in, th- I think it's 13 hours.
1: I've never seen him in anything besides like one episode of, of Jim from The Office.
0: Oh my God. Nothing else. Follow John Krasinski.
1: Yeah.
0: Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And everything that he does, he just puts his heart and soul into it. And you, mm-hmm. can, you can tell yeah. that he does that. And I'm so excited that this movie is just blowing up. I didn't actually I didn't know that he directed it. I didn't yeah. know that he wrote it.
1: He's a co-writer on it. So there's three writers on it. Close enough. And he actually was the third credited writer. Okay. Um and I from what I understand is he was just like a an input. He's more of an inputter that was given the writing credit.
0: Even still, even still. He is such a phenomenal talent that really anything that he touches is pretty much gold. I'm going to sit down now because I'm I'm done showboating. But still, John Krasinski <laughs> has, is uh, rising in the ranks as one of my one of my favorite talents in the Hollywood regime or the Hollywood land right now. Um go ahead, Josh. Uh
1: no, I said I don't know him anything uh from anything beyond um uh, beyond uh, Jim from The Office. Apparently, he's done a lot. Um, I just don't know him from anything. Um, if somebody goes, Jim from The Office, I kind of get it, because I saw one episode of that. Uh, but um, he... So, it's it's interesting, because he's a a comedic actor who has stepped into a genre that he's not known for. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the first question I have, kind of, is what is with these comedic actors crossing over into these darker roles, um, a la Jordan Peele, who did Get Out, and then won a fucking Oscar for Get Out. Um, what is with, like, how is it the crossover happening? Um, I don't know where do they we, come from.
0: We we should ask Will Ferrell. Oh, that's right. He only does the same role over and over again.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but for again, for an actor who's known for for comedic roles, he crossed over to a genre and then fucking killed
0: it. Um, so okay, so look at like Robin Williams, because he did that a lot. Like he played jump rope with comedy and like darker darker roles, and I, I feel like. Uh, if if you can do comedy and you can do comedy really well, you can put a dark spin on it and it becomes <laughs> a darker role, obviously.
1: Yeah, but it was but, not like – it was not like a photo booth where he played like a creepy, weird right. character. This was a hum- – like he was very human, very real character mm-hmm. just in a dark scenario. Um, uh
0: so, yeah, go ahead. It, no, that's just that's kind of my theory. As uh, you know, if you can if you can do the funny, you should be able to do the complete opposite. Yeah. Again, I I can't speak too much to that because I'm not an actor myself, mm-hmm. and actually, it'd be great if we had Patrick here tonight to yeah. kind of talk a little bit more about the, down, yeah. the actor side of it. And I'm sure we'll talk to him at some point. But um, it, it, it to me it shows the mark of a great actor that they can step outside of where they became famous, mm-hmm. where like uh John Krasinski became famous with The Office, mm-hmm. which is a straight comedy. There's nothing more about it. Yeah. And he can walk into a, a movie like uh thirteen hours and do a war drama, mm-hmm. or he can step into a quiet place and do a suspense thriller horror type movie. Yeah. And it's he's he's talent. He is yeah. pure, pure talent. Yeah. I will rave and I will pitch and I will love on John Krasinski until the day I die because he's just a fucking phenomenal talent.
1: So let's jump from uh, him to his wife, uh, real-life wife, Emily Blunt.
0: I'm um, going to stand up again. on am just
1: kidding. Again, I say, you know, Greg said John Krasinski was a stand-up actor in this, but this was really an ensemble film. It was. Emily Blunt was fantastic as well. Again, I don't know her from a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and then the kids in this movie held their own with both these actors um far beyond their years. And the girl who played um the older daughter mm-hmm. uh, I recently found out, it was actually like right before I once saw the movie, is deaf in real life. Um she is deaf in real life. Really? She yeah. Um hmm. so um the, the way they communicate in the movie is all through sign language. Mm-hmm. So the whole movie is pretty much um, subtitled. And I think um, she was very beneficial to have on set because of the sign language mm-hmm. thing they had to do throughout the movie. Um, but she was like, she was really, really great. Um, and again, the younger son was fantastic. And then let's talk about that opening sequence really quick where they're doing the, um, the hunting and the gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that opening sequence wrecked Elizabeth. I did take, did you take Emily to this movie? No. Okay. I did take Elizabeth. I did force her to go. Um, I'm pretty sure it wrecked her. Okay. Um, within the first three minutes of the movie, she was just, like, destroyed. Um, And then it only took three minutes for her to uh, lean over and tell me how much she hated me for bringing her to this movie. Um, uh, And you knew when, uh, uh, from the opening sequence, how this movie, like, it sets up a holy shit movie. Um, it, 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 had the, it had the same feel through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, had you on the edge the whole time. Um, go ahead, Greg.
0: I, I kind of want a piggy tail on that. piggytail. Piggy tail, tail? yeah. I want a coattail. Piggytale's good. Like Either coattails. one, yeah. whatever. <laughs> this movie had tension from minute one. Mm-hmm. When they were in, I don't know if it was a, a pharmacy or if it was in a grocery store, yeah. or whatever yeah. whatever kind of shop that was in, yeah. you know, you go in and you you kind of know the premise, but you don't really get sucked in until that first minute when you see them walking barefoot in the middle of a store. Yeah, and then they suck all the sound out of the mm-hmm. out of the movie. And mm-hmm. there's there's a, there's a, it's a phenomenal soundtrack, but it's minimal. It's yeah. a very minimal uh, soundtrack. And exactly like you said, you are on the edge of your seat. Like, <laughs> I went with uh, my old roommate Adam. Okay. We saw that. He was eating nachos. I was eating popcorn.
1: Mm-mm.
0: I, like, seriously, I was like hesitant to chew Mm-mm. my popcorn because this movie was so quiet. And you're just like, I don't really know what I should be doing right now.
1: Mm. <laughs> it's not. Well, I'll tell everybody really quick, too, um, since you said that. Go see A Quiet Place, first of all. Second of all, it is not a popcorn movie. No. At all. It's not a snack movie. It's not a a oops, my phone went off movie. It's not a whisper to my friend to my left movie about how uncomfortable I am right now. It is a shut the fuck up and just Watch listen the movie, to the movie. noise. Um, because any little bit of silence that is broken in that movie will suck you out of the whole movie. I walked at the end of that movie down the set of stairs to leave the theater and saw a full tub of popcorn because I'm pretty sure somebody had the same feel as you did. Once they took that first bite in the middle of the silence, they're like, oh, shit. Oh, Everybody's going to hear that everything. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. And thats I think that's thats the make of a really fantastic movie is that it? Does it's not the acting. It's not the story. It is the atmosphere that they set up mm-hmm. in that movie that just takes you and sucks you in. And I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Um it, Go ahead. Go ahead. No good. No, I just uh, I'm reading my notes here. Uh use of silence is deafening, tension building from minute one. Um we already talked about the cast being stellar on all levels. Yeah. I you know, I really I really feel like uh Emily Blunt held lead character roles. Yeah. Um while this is a, a slight ensemble cast, I would put um and see, I need to look up her name because I, I feel bad that we're talking about her and we have no idea what her name is. uh talking about M- the older sister Yes Millicent Simmons is her name Millicent Simmons okay I feel like she gets number two right behind Emily Blunt because I feel like the movie is from her perspective. She's deaf she's got the earpiece the the hearing aid yeah but you the camera or the story goes into her world. More often than it goes into anybody yeah. else's world. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's where the like the full on silence comes from. Like uh right at the beginning where uh when they're on the bridge. When they're on the bridge yeah. and everybody turns around to look at the youngest child uh-huh. except her. She's sitting there just like, Why is everybody turning around yep. and looking? I feel like that's
1: It sucks all the noise out exactly. of that great point too. And
0: yeah. that I think that was that was it's just a brilliant yeah. piece of filmmaking mm-hmm. right there. So um, go ahead with what your next thought was. Yeah,
1: no, it, uh, again, I'm going to uh, uh, piggy tail off of you now. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is a very smart movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we need more movies like this, like the the, the get outs and the, the uh, quiet places, because they're not, there is no, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no uh, cop outs at all whatsoever it is like um everything leads into something mm-hmm. um there there's no like you can't really well i'm, I'm gonna i don't want to say that because i will i'm gonna destroy it here in a second anyway um there's not there's there's very few this is a 95 percent mo- smart movie and i'll tell you where i lost the five percent did you pee yourself no, I was looking uh, to see how
0: long we've been talking. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, <laughs> you stood up and looked at I was like, did you go to the bathroom? I was looking at the time. Um, sorry. Um, here's where the 5%... Did I pee myself? Well, you know. Good lord. Um, <laughs> here's where the 5% lost me. I hated the creatures.
0: Okay. I can, I can see that.
1: And maybe not so much the creatures. I hated that you saw the creatures. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Had you been left in the dark about what these things look like and, uh, and and never actually saw what they're trying to avoid, this movie would have been a perfect movie. Um, it sucks me out of the movie when I see something in a realistic scenario that I know does not exist. Mm-hmm. Um, because... I don't know what they would have put in its place, but you're walking around in this world that is whatever happened. And, uh, you can't make any noise because if you make noise, then this happens. And again, I don't know what they could have replaced it with, but mm-hmm. the creatures, I just hated that you, even the cre- the creatures were fine. I hated that you saw the creatures. Um, and I, I, but I do love that the movie started on day eighty
0: nine,
1: mm-hmm. um, and throughout the movie it's like day four fifty and day so on and so forth. Um, I liked that part um, that it didn't start on day one. And this is the explosion that happened that wiped out the whole world. It was these guys are already ninety days into mm-hmm. shit going on. Um, what did you what, what do you think of the the creature thing that?
0: I I think I loved the story and the premise of the movie so much that I could appreciate the creatures. Okay. Um granted seeing them did take me out of it a little bit. However, I loved that you didn't see them full on until the very end. Mm-hmm. I loved that it was not like the uh the shot from um What was the, uh, oh, frickin' A, uh, Cloverfield, the shot from Cloverfield where you first see the monster. Yeah. Like, you actually see the monster. Mm -hmm. They're looking up at it, and it's goofy, stupid looking back at you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that you don't get that shot. You actually see this thing in action. You see what's going on. And really, the one piece, I don't want to say that I didn't like it. I was intrigued by it, was... Uh, towards the end, they're in the basement mm-hmm. and you see the thing's face doing like uh-huh,
1: the contorting
0: kind of weird use, Yeah, thing. using its face to kind of uh, increase or enhance its auditory senses. Yeah. I was intrigued by that. That was kind of cool. And, yeah. And because, you know, you don't know what these creatures are. You don't know what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. You know that they can hear sound apparently from miles
1: and miles yeah, away. Yeah. They're blind, but they can. And uh, they're fast as yeah. shit. Yeah.
0: But I I love what you said that you don't you love these creatures until you really see them, Mm -hmm. and at that point you you kind of get a uh, you get a a fork in the road of is this thing like the most god awful stupidest thing that I've ever seen, Mm -hmm. or does it really kind of work within this realm or this universe? And I felt like it really worked within the universe. I
1: don't think they are stupid looking, right? I just didn't buy
0: it, and that's fair, and that's fair, and that's you know that's obviously your opinion. I, I felt like I, I have trouble vocalizing my, my thoughts on those things because what you can picture in your mind is so much more terrifying Mm -hmm. than whatever somebody can put in your or put on screen, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's why people tell you that books are so terrifying because what kind of fucked up shit is going on in your head when you're reading it or when you're reading Pet Cemetery to where you see something like this and you think okay well that's somebody's messed up version what? of a resident evil monster that can hear really well. And a
1: quiet place is based off a book, mm. which I didn't know. It's an adaptation. I didn't uh, know that either. an adaptation. So, mm-hmm. um I might have to hunt that down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That'd be that'd be a great uh, a great thing to read. Yeah. Um kind of going back to, and I'm trying to remember what you had said.
1: Um ah crap, I had it and I lost it. All right, we'll move on. I will tell. I will tell you also that, uh, and we may have touched on this already, but it does take you on a roller coaster of emotions because, Mm. as well, because you are there's moments where I wouldn't call it a horror film, by the way, Um, uh, but it does take you on a roller coaster of emotions as far as like it's it's really tension filled, um, and there are scary moments. But there was a moment where I looked over at my wife, and she was fucking crying. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure you can guess that moment Mm -hmm. as well. Um, But there were a a handful of moments where I looked over at my wife during the movie because I – I I do that when I take her to these kind of movies, I go I like I'm going to look over there just to see like what kind of fucked up experience she's having right now. Um <laughs> and uh there were like a handful of moments where you looked over there and you could tell like something just wrecked yeah. her whole day. Um you uh, the answer is you. Exactly. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, the answer is always me. Um But that's why I like to take her to these kind of movies as well, because I don't always experience those emotions. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of very like, uh, when it comes to these kind of movies, the emotion in me is kind of gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no more I'm scared, there's no more I'm, um, you know, gonna cry at this moment or that moment, but she will, and I will experience it through her, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, uh, definitely, it was one of those movies where again I looked over, and there was a, a few times where I was like, "Oh man, I just wrecked her the whole day." <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Uh, but you wrote something down. Uh, did something no, like
0: kind of yeah. Touching back to uh, what you had talked about with um, horror films, kind of getting their their due now with like Get Out. Uh-huh. I know you had mentioned more that along more wow mentioned that more along the lines of comedy going horror, mm-hmm. but. I think you can talk about this in the same light of I I feel like Get Out has turned something on horror movies mm-hmm. and it's going to be it's you're going to st- we're going to start to see a lot more horror movies In the the Hollywood light of, okay, this is brilliant writing, or Uh this is fantastic cinematography, and things like that. Uh And I think A Quiet Place should be on the docket for next year for something.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, adaptation at
0: least. Exactly, exactly. And I love that that's going to be... I think that that's going to be a possibility, because horror has been such a... Can we call it misunderstood? Yeah. We can call it misunderstood. A misunderstood genre of you know, teenagers out in the woods banging each other Mm -hmm. and then getting hacked and slashed and all that. And it's, it's really more than that. And yeah, there are those campy type slasher movies, but there are those fantastic pot boiling suspense, uh, smart suspenseful thriller type horror movies Mm -hmm. where you really, it really kind of sucks you in and. You, you have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, you watch a Friday the 13th and you can... That's that's your it's popcorn film. Formula. That is your popcorn film yeah. right there. Yeah. This is not... A Quiet Place is not a popcorn film. Not at all. So I, I love that it's starting to take a little bit of a turn. And I thank you, Jordan Peele, for yeah. coming and doing... I say that like he was just on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be cool. Um, I, I, I thank Jordan Peele for, for giving us a movie like Get Out and showing... Uh, the Hollywood world or the, the foreign press or the Academy or whoever votes on these movies, that horror can be a contender. It can go up against movies like, um, la la land. Mm -hmm. And it can go up against movies like, uh, um, the fuck one this year.
1: Uh Shape, Shape of Water, Water one, but it was that it, genre. <laughs> I
0: yeah, I would I would throw that in there. A fantasy horror. Yeah. I would throw that in there. Yeah. Absolutely. Horror is gonna make a comeback here. Yeah. And I think we're starting to see the uh the first contenders coming in. Yeah. So be ready, people. Horror is about yeah. to get
1: it, big. It, again, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh piggy tail off that one more time. Um <laughs> uh because it makes, for me, when I w- when to see a movie like that, it makes me as a as a filmmaker and as filmmakers, mm-hmm. it makes you go, okay, that is that against the rules? Is that that's not formula? And but we and we have to write like this and this and then and then that happens mm-hmm. in the A B C D, and you got to write the formula. And when they veer off and they go completely against formula, you 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 go, is that against the rules? Is that okay to do? Is it okay to take? A horror movie and, and not go this way but instead right. go that way and it, now you and when when you see it like get out again in a, in a quiet place because those are the only examples i have but even like a movie like hush mm-hmm. um which i loved uh <clears throat> it, it makes you go uh, it, it's okay it's okay to go that way once Against. in a while not yeah. everybody wants to see blood and guts and gore anymore um hardcore horror fans do but there are those horror (laughs) fans out there again i'm not saying those hardcore gory ones are not this way but there are horror films out there that people that aren't necessarily that are not necessarily into the genre that it's a safe place to go Mm -hmm. and that's the get outs in the in the in the the quiet places like it's okay to go uh in that direction for this genre of or this fan of genre. makes you want to write smarter too.
0: It it really does and you know we've been studying film watching for god knows how long Stupid now. Stupid amount of years. Stupid amount of years, more more time than we probably care to. We have...
1: should be better at this than
0: <laughs> we are. <laughs> we we're we're getting there, but the the one thing that we've that I've noticed at least if in all the things that I've read, all the tutorials that I've watched, all the classes that I've taken is that there are rules out there for making a, a successful film, uh-huh. and there are or the rules are meant to be broken. Yeah, like if you if you want to get in there, make a film A B C D and E, and it should be a success as long as somebody wants to buy it. And yeah. all that. But you get those people like the Jordan Peels and the John Krasinski's and I'm, thousands of others yeah. that have done it that are willing to break the rules. Skip they a few letters. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they go straight to E F and Z. Yeah, <clears throat> they're they're willing to break those rules. And they're the names that stand out. You know, mm-hmm. Tim Burton, yep. Ridley Scott, the guy that did 2001 A Space Odyssey. I can't think of his name. Uh, 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 Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. Um, Wes Anderson. Yeah. Those are the people that stand out, are the people that break the rules, yep. and they do it so blatantly goddamn obvious on screen yep. that you're just sitting there like, why has nobody ever done this before? Well, people have, but I think they either get scared or they they lose their Funding yeah. or I don't know what. Yeah. But these are the people that are doing the rule breaking and they're doing it right. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm excited to see what uh what John Krasinski does as both an actor and a director a sci-fi from here on. Sci fi
1: thriller is what he that's the next project he's attached to as really? a, a writer, director, sci-fi thriller. Okay. Um and then somebody I did read, and this could be bullshit news, but I did read him and Emily Blunt are semi attached to uh be in the new Fantastic Four.
0: I, Is that I, bullshit news? I think those are rumors. Okay. I, I'd be interested. I'd be intrigued to see that. Okay. Um, but I saw it was the two of them, and I want to say John Cena was supposed to be oh, fuck. the that would <laughs> be ruining it. Uh, <laughs> so I think that was. Uh, I think those are just rumors. But
1: could The Rock play? Oh, he probably
0: could. I don't. Sorry. Know. So let's uh, let's let's hit the uh, the wrap up bit here. Yeah,
1: what would you give as, as a
0: score? Oh my goodness, I am so sorry. I would give that a uh, probably a solid
1: nine. Yeah, I'm gonna go nine. Nine. Yeah, that's that's I think that's fair. Nine for a quiet place. Uh, go and
0: see a quiet place. Go and see it in theaters. Yeah. And I pray that you have the same experience that we both had yeah. of people just shutting up and actually watching the movie. Mm-hmm. But go and see it in the theaters because it's yeah. definitely worth it. So, let's uh, let's wrap it and plug Bugs. it. Plug, yes. go ahead. All right. My name is Greg the Movie Guy, the most famous movie reviewer you have never heard of. I write movie reviews over at gregthemovieguy.com, and I do it with a positive spin. Most recently, I have dropped, or I will be dropping, excuse me, uh, Employee of the Month, because we all have guilty pleasure movies that we love. This one happens to be one of mine. I will be following that up very soon with the movie we just spoke about, A Quiet Place and it's going to be phenomenal, and it's going to get really high ratings,
1: and everybody's going to love it.
0: <laughs> Drop by gregthemovieguy.com and see what you've been missing.
1: Oh, fuck. There was not enough time there, Greg. <laughs> um,
0: In a world where Josh sits flicking through his phone trying to find well, something. I'm trying
1: to find something kind of important because I feel like, you know, <laughs> it should be mentioned. Um, so I'm going to do this while I'm searching. Um, And hope to God it comes up. So, uh, plugs. The Prairie Lights Film Festival. uh, Grand Island, Nebraska. Did I just blow it out? Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Uh, I get excited. Uh, Grand Island, Nebraska. uh, Prairie Lights Film Festival at the Grand Theater. uh, October 12th, 13th, and 14th. Everybody should go. It's a Nebraska-made film festival for Nebraska filmmakers. Even if you're not a Nebraska filmmaker, you should go. If you're in Nebraska at the time... Um, I will it be is there. A f- fun fucking time!
0: I will be there over my anniversary, so you have no excuses.
1: Um, so uh, there's that. It's, it's the the, the uh, It's a, a very good time. It's just ten bucks for a whole weekend. It's full of events and filmmakers. If you're an aspiring filmmaker or if you're just a movie fan. Come out. The filmmakers are always there. They they like to talk. They like to talk about their movies. They want to talk about your movie. They want to talk about every movie. So if nothing else, come out and pick their brains and ask them questions. Um, you know, network if you're a, a filmmaker, mm-hmm, aspiring mm-hmm. filmmaker. Um, come out and, and hang out and talk. It's a it's a fantastic weekend. Um, the other thing I'm going to plug really quick because we did get it right: April 26th uh, oh. through May 6th. Um, It's a Thursday through Sunday um, at the Haymarket Theater. um, They're doing Noises Off. It is a funny-ass script. It's a fantastic cast. Tom does a very, very awesome job. Patrick's out there building the set right now. Everybody's down there kicking ass and working hard. Go down there. Get a ticket. Uh, You can call the box office for a ticket. Um, Go support theater as well. Um, Support the arts just in general. Yeah, go uh, seek out that show. Uh, if you need the information, again, uh, call the box office and um, they have a Facebook uh, events thing as well. So, yeah, those are my two plugs.
0: All right. If you're looking for more from the boys behind the mic, you can find us at... Places and things, <laughs> and my phone. I swear to God, I'm gonna put my phone.
1: Midnightfrightfilms.com. Right.
0: I was getting to that point. Midnightfrightfilms.com. You can find us on Facebook at Midnight Fright Films. You can find us on Instagram. I'm pretty sure it's Midnight Fright Films, but don't hold me to that because my phone is being a gigantic pile of douche right now. <laughs>
1: you can find us on YouTube. At you midnight can Fright find Fright us on YouTube.
0: Well. Midnight Fright Films on Instagram. We're all over the place. I don't think we're on Twitter, but that's really okay because Twitter sucks. We don't. We don't do the
1: tweet. The
0: we tweeting. don't. We don't tweets. Quatting is for tweets, tweeting is for quats, <laughs> yeah. whatever you want to say it. That is it for episode 29. Josh, we are back. We are back, baby. We are back.
1: Next time we're back, we'll have at least a third, if not hopefully a fourth, <laughs> to help us out.
0: Absolutely. But until then, this has been Greg the Movie Guy and Josh the guy sitting across from Craig, <laughs> the Movie Guy. And this is the end of the Midnight cast episode 29. Up top. On top.